Well, good morning, Victory, and Happy New Year. How's everybody doing? We missed you guys last Sunday. You know, it was good to have a good break, but there's nothing like, I'm thankful for technology. Come on, somebody, but it's so good to be back in the room. Amen? And we're so glad that you're here with us today. I want to give a big shout out to our online audience. Can we say hello to our online audience, everybody? Also, there is a special lady that is listening right now and that is fighting literally for her life in the hospital. And uh, I just want to tell you that we are praying for you. We are standing with you and that you're going to be healed in Jesus' name. We love you, sister. We can't wait till you're back in the room with us. Can we give God glory? Because he's a healing God. Amen. Amen. Look at that water. Pastor walked away without his water. What's he going to do? What's he going to do? Hey, if you have your Bible, turn to Isaiah 43. Isaiah 43. We're going to park there today. You know, I, I do pray that everybody had a great Christmas and you were able to slow down. That was our prayer for you. I hope you were able to. But have you ever noticed, as you're turning to Isaiah, uh, have you ever noticed there is something about the week between Christmas and New Year's especially if you take any time off at all, that somewhere in the middle of the week, you're like, what day is it? Anybody ever wondered that before? I, I, okay, good. From your response, I'm not alone. Something's not wrong with me. Uh, we have always, as a family, taken that week off for years in ministry just to kind of have a big <sighs> exhale and uh, put our feet up and chill. And it was definitely a chillaxing week for us. And I pray it was for y'all too, whether you were traveling or, or here but, uh, but also, it's a time to reflect. And as Lisa and I were just reflecting this past week, we just want to tell you guys, we love you guys. We, we have a true love in our hearts that we know is totally God, us being on the news side still, but not. Come on, the news already worn off for sure. But, uh, but we just love y'all, and we're just honored to be your campus pastors. And we're excited for what God is going to do in 2022 in you in our families here, and in victory globally. Amen? Can we give God glory for what he's going to do 22? But we're, we're super excited and very thankful. If you're taking notes this morning, and I encourage you to, we're going to give you some questions today to think about as we reflect and look forward. And also, we're going to kind of go there today. Somebody say, go there. So I need your permission. Not really, but, um, but I, I, I ask you to allow me as the spokesperson today, to go there, to hit on some things, as the Holy Spirit has already hit on my heart all week. Um, and we're going to go there with the Lord and allow him to speak to us so we can truly move forward in 2022. Amen? So let's pray together. The title of my message is, Let Go. Let Go. I asked, Pastor Dennis is preaching at Norcross, Pastor Mo, of course, is Midtown, and I asked him if we could call the message, Goodbye, Felicia but they said no. They said, that's the youth pastor in you. You need to calm down there a little bit. So I was like, all right, whatever. So we called it let go. Somebody say let go. And we're going to truly do that in these next few minutes as we dive into the word. Let's pray. Holy Spirit, once again, would you help me speak? Speak your word with clarity, boldness, and most importantly, with anointing. And Father, I know all of us, including myself, we have a lot of things already. Here we are, 2022, calling our name. But just for this time right here as we dive into your word, would we just be able to silence the noise and all the distractions 
and, and hear truly from you, not from a man, but from you. Holy Spirit, I'm gonna speak some things that you've told me to say, but would you, in your very cool way that you do it, would you highlight things to every single person in this room and those who are watching us online? We love you, we praise you, and we give you all the glory. In Jesus' name we pray, and everybody said, amen. amen. I used to love roller coasters. Any, any roller coaster fans in the uh, Whoa, 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 whoa. Calm down a little bit. 9 a.m. was a little, they were a few and far between, but you guys are all right. So uh, notice I said the word used to, past tense. See, I'm a generation Xer. I'm proud to say that I'm a very young 50-year-old. I say very young 50-year-old. And my generation, we grew up with roller coasters called the Great American Scream Machine, the Mind Bender. Anybody remember those? Mindbender was one of the first ones that went upside down twice with all his turns and twists. I mean, as a young man, I was always up for the challenge. I have no idea what happened, but now I get sick you know, on those crazy roller coasters and you could not pay me money to get on that. These are crazy with people's legs dangling. What is that foolishness? People's legs dangling, or they're laying down like Superman flying through the air. And here's the crazy thing with, yeah, see this picture right here? That would be me right there today. That's me. Today. Back then, no, man, I had it. I could do it. I'd take it on. I was the first one. Sign me up. Not today. And even now, when you ride the rides today, the roller coasters, they don't tell you this, but you're really going like at Mach 2. You know, it's got new, you got a new part in your hair when it's all said and done. And, and literally, they take you all the way through, and then they take you backwards. So you throw up on the way, and you throw up on the way back. <laughs> Crazy roller coasters. I say all that to say that a lot of people have used the last two, almost two years, the pandemic years, they've given it the roller coaster analogy. And they've really said it's the roller coaster that will never end. And if we're honest, I might say honest, if we're really honest, if I'm honest, even though I'm a man of the word, I'm a man of faith, if we're really honest with ourselves, it can be challenging to look forward in 2022 with a sense of hope and faith and optimism. My wife calls me the eternal optimist. It has gotten me in trouble through the years, but hey, I'd rather be an optimist than a pessimist. But also, I think even greater than optimism is faith. Somebody say faith. And here's what I know, because I was talking with a brother just yesterday about the new year, and it just doesn't feel like to me and many people I've talked to, and even my friend yesterday, we were talking on the phone, that it's like, it's almost like 2022 is hit. It's like, eh. It's like, what, what's gonna happen? What's, what's the change? Almost my brother's word that he felt was, I said, what are you feeling? He's like, it just feels indifferent, you know? And it's, it's because we haven't seen an end to this thing and not just a virus, but also stuff going on in our nation and around the world, like what in the world's going on? And so you could be the most positive person in the room today, but after this two-year roller coaster ride, actually, when you look at 22, we actually can be a little more anxious and, and almost hesitant, and, and sadly, we could even get negative about a new year. It's like, what's, what's different about it? 
But here's what we know, what we know deep in our heart, that we are the people of God. And we, if we, if we live in God's word and devote ourselves to the word of God, and we cling to the Lord in this year, and with the help of the Holy Spirit and some serious intentionality, I truly believe this can be a, a wonderful year of fruitfulness in your life and flourishing. I want to declare that again and say it over seeing, get in your spirit, because I know there's a lot of stuff going on right now that's really hitting us in the face. But again, we are the people of God. We are men and women of faith. And the faith and the truth of God's word trumps the facts of the world and man every day, every hour, no matter what. We are not in denial of what's going on, but we just know that our God is greater. I want to say that again. We are not in denial of what's going on, but our God is greater. Amen? And so we dive into the word of God. We cling to the Lord. We run after him with all of our heart. And we, with serious intentionality and with the help of the Holy Spirit, I truly believe for you, for your family, and for this church, and for the church, come on, the church, capital C Church, that it can be a year of fruitfulness and flourishing in the Lord. Amen? Amen. And as we're right here at just the door of 2022, I'm going to go practical for a moment. Get ready to take some notes. We're going to give you some questions here as we look at this. This, I saw this post that came up just this past week. It was interesting. I, I jumped on it and I said, I got to put that in the message. It said this, the first rule of 2022, do not dwell on what went wrong in 2021. God has a plan. Do not dwell on what went wrong in 2021. God has a plan. And whatever went wrong, how many people know that we have a God that can cause, and he does, he calls us all things to work together for good because that's a part of the story. Look, don't put a period where God has put a comma. And so know that God is working the story out and what went wrong, know that God has a plan and he can turn the wrong right in Jesus' name. So we're not gonna dwell on what went wrong in 21. We know and trust that God has a plan and he's working, amen? But as we're at the door of 2022, if you haven't already, I wanna encourage you, take some time and pause. Somebody say pause. Pause to reflect and also to project. Let me stay on reflect for just a moment. Reflection, you're looking back. You're not going back. Come on, somebody, there's a big difference. You're looking back, and why do we look back? We look back to learn. We look back, okay, that's what's going on there. Okay, I see that, Lord. Okay, uh, and he shows us things as we evaluate. So we reflect to look back, to learn, and then we project to look forward and envision and dream and hear from God of what he wants to do in the new year. Amen? So real quick, it's a good practice. If you haven't already done it, I can't encourage you enough to take some time as an individual, as a couple, and I wanna encourage you, do it as a family. It's a lot of fun when you do it with the kids. And mom and dad, you'll be surprised what the kids say when you talk about what we learned and where God is taking us when you project and look forward. I wanna give you some questions real quick uh, for reflection, reflection time, all right? First one, I already said it. What did I learn? What did I learn in this past year? 
What did I learn? Not what am I gonna beat myself over the head that all the mistakes I've made. No, no, what did I learn? Come on, we're all students, no matter how old you are in the room, we're all students. Have your learning hat on always. What can I learn from this? How can I grow from this? Number two reflection question is, what did I do well? Come on, because you did do some things well. You did knock it out of the park in some places this 2021. I know we can be easy on the critical side of ourselves, but let's brag on God what we did well by his grace, amen? What did we do well? And then number three question is on reflection, what held me back? What were some things that held me back from being all that I could be in God in the past year? What were those items? What was those things? What was that situation that held me back? I'm not going back to live there. I'm looking back to learn. Big difference. And then quick questions on projection. Looking forward. Here's a question is, what do I need to change? Projection. What do I need to change? Okay, I'm looking at last year. I've learned from a couple things. What do I need to change so I don't repeat the same things in the new year? I need to change some things. What would that be? Number two projection is, this is a big one right here and very important. What is God's vision and or word for me for this year? And the reason I say that, I give the difference is they're both prophetic in nature, all right? So God can give you a prophetic word for your life, for your marriage, for your family, all right? But he also can give you a vision. He can help you envision what he would have for you in this new year. Don't let that word vision scare you. All right, it's just a, it's a picture of what God has for you and yours in this new year. And let me tell you, he does have something for you. And then finally, number three, under projection question, am I willing to pay the price? Here's the intentionality. Am I willing to pay the price to obtain this vision or to accomplish that word that God gave you? Am I willing to pay the price to obtain this vision? All right, went a little practical on you, but this is good stuff. And so God, we, we are people of the spirit for sure, people of prayer, but there's also some things we need to do in the natural, amen? We are led by the spirit and we follow in the natural in that. So those are just some really cool practical things. But here's the deal. New Year's resolutions will only get you so far. I mean, praise God for New Year's resolutions. Uh, I, me and my, my son, we just signed up for a gym membership and I'm gonna keep it throughout the year. Um, you know, goals for this new year, that's good. You should have goals. I, I think if you don't, you should start working on what are some good God goals that I can have for my life, my marriage, my family. That's good um, before the Lord. But the true thing is God, when we think about 2022, God, what are you saying? What are you saying? What, what is it? We need a revelation right here on the screen. What we need today are not resolutions more than anything. We need a revelation from God. We need a vision. We need a prophetic word from God for our lives, for our families, and for our church. We need to hear from God. And church, let me just say this to you. And somebody needs to hear this. You can hear from God. God's given us spiritual ears to hear it. I'm telling you, when you go into this fast, if you go into this fast, and I can't encourage you, as Pastor Jared said, please go into this fast because fa fasting doesn't change God. Fasting changes you. And so I want to encourage you, give up that TV for a week. You can do it. Give up the social media. Go longer than a week. I'm doing it for a month, not because I'm anybody, but because I need to. Felt like it got a little distracting for me, so I'm giving it up. Someone said this a long time ago, give up 
to go up. And so we've got to recognize and understand that what we need is a revelation from God. Uh, the whole thing of resolutions is good, but it's a human thing that we do, right? It's, it's working it up yourself. It's like that train when we were kids. I think I can, I think I can, I think I, you know, it's that whole thing. Resolutions, it's, it's something we resolve to do within ourselves, but a revelation is God revealing himself and his will to his people. And I'm telling you, there's no greater way you can do that to finding him is in a fast, amen? See, we don't know what's gonna happen in 2022. Only God really does. And we need to make sure, I told Lisa the other day in our prayer time together, I, I just stopped at our prayer time. I said, we cannot be a couple that is concerned about what ifs. What if, what if, what if, what if? All, all things, whether it's our kids or it's the future or the, we cannot, people can drown in what ifs. We've gotta be a people that, God, you got this. And because you got this, and because of your son Jesus, I got this. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength, no matter what's going on in our world, our nation, and our very lives. But I'm telling you, when you go to a time of fasting, man, God does something in you. He does something in me. And there's, there's so many things that he does, but literally one of the things he does is when we pray and when we fast and we seek his face, literally we begin to hear from God. Church, I, I, I'm, a, I'm the eternal optimist, as I said, but I will tell you this. I believe, and I'm sad to say this, but I believe our days are going to get darker in our nation. And that's not a doom or gloom statement. It's the reality of what the word says and what's going on in our world. But I believe when the world is at its darkest, that's the time for the church to shine at its brightest. I'm not saying this to, to puff, pump you up. I'm telling you what the word says. Jesus called us the light of the world. And light is meant to shine in the darkness. And we must be people of faith and recognizing that God's got this. He's got you. He's got yours. And we can do this in Jesus' name. We can move forward strong and bold in 2022. Amen. This scripture, you know the scripture well in the whole context of prayer. It says this, look right here on the screen. If, somebody say if. Oh my goodness, there's that power word right there. It's conditional. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn, somebody say turn, and turn from their wicked ways. Here's the other conditional word, then. Then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sins and will heal their land. Amen? That's the promise of God if you seek him. And I can't think of a better way to launch your year, your, this new year, than seeking his face at a greater level through prayer and fasting. So join us. Join us with the devotionals. Join us on Monday and through Friday nights, one-hour power pack service. Join us at Thursday. We close it out as we commit this year to the Lord. But here's the really cool thing, and here's where we're going to dive into this whole let go, is what I've noticed through the years when I pray and fast is that, and, and Alvi already declared this through worship, so it's so cool how God is lining this up is that when you pray and fast, as I said, God doesn't change, God changes you. Wherever my heart is out of alignment, I've noticed in prayer and fasting, he brings it in alignment. Wherever I'm off, he brings me back in if I submit myself to the process of him. 
and I humble myself and seek his face and say, God, whatever you want to do in my life, he just brings me back in. Wherever I've gotten wayward, wherever my thoughts have gone off, he brings me back in with fasting. Your ears, have you noticed? And it's, I'm going to go old school example for a second. If you're out fishing or hunting, we used to have the radio boxes, right? And you'd have to tune in to hear the game or, what, or the news or whatever you wanted to hear. And it'd be a bunch of... <laughs> static, all of a sudden, zoop, and it'd be real clear. I've noticed in fasting time, his voice becomes very clear. Have you noticed that? And it's because you've removed distractions aside. You've turned off stuff. You've, you've abstained from things just to say, I want to know you at a greater level. I want to seek your face. I want to know you. I want to hear your voice for my life, for my family, for this new year. And as we hear him, and as he whispers to you and gives you revelations and what his word calls secrets that he shares with you, one thing I've noticed through the years he also does is he'll tell us to let go of things that are holding us back. Let go of things that are holding us back from truly moving forward. Right before Christmas, Pastor Dennis uh, Pastor Mo and myself, we got together and we were talking about this the first Sunday of the new year and everything going on in our nation and our world. And Pastor Dennis, that week before, he, he was woke up in the middle of the night and he said he heard the words, let go. And first, like anybody, like me, let go, Lord, what? Let? And he was like, this, the Lord was saying to him, this is a message to the church. This is words of the church right now. We got to let go of whatever's holding us back so we can truly move forward into the new year. Let go. Come on, say it with me. Let go. One more time. Let go. I wonder what goes off in you. What pops in your mind when you hear those words? Hopefully not the Frozen soundtrack. I got so sick of that song. <laughs> but I'm saying like, what really, because the reason I asked that question, I believe we already know when you hear those words, when you're tuned in to the Lord, there are some things that I need to let go of that are holding me back from moving forward in God and into a new year. Many people don't move forward because literally they are unwilling to let go of those things that are holding them back. They've become accustomed, used to it. They, 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 they've embraced it as their own. They've even become comfortable with whatever the barrier or their hindrance is at. Let me give you just a real example. My daughter is 21 years old, and, um, and she is a little thing. She's a power pack little thing. And, uh, but she has these, these, I don't know what they're called. They're just ginormous pillows. They're body pillows, I guess. Anybody know what I'm talking about? I mean, they're huge things. And because she's a little thing, I might go in the morning and check on her. And, you know, yesterday we got to sleep in a little bit, which is just of the Lord, but because uh, we never get to do it. And, and so I walked in to see where she, and all I saw was pillows, you know, just like these huge, I'm like, where's my daughter? She's, she's suffocating under these body pillows, you know. But I, the Lord gave me that picture of pillows that some of the things that we need to let go, we're almost treating them like pillows. We've gotten so comfortable. We've kind of called it our own. Well, this is just me. And God's like, if it ain't of me, it ain't, it, I'm, I'm doing bad grammar, guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> but, but literally, if it's not God, you don't want it. Put it to you like that. If it's not of the Lord, that's a prayer for me all the time. Lisa and I pray, God, if this is not you, I don't want to come near it. But a lot of times and over time, we get used to stuff. And what we used to call maybe sin or what we used to call like, I shouldn't have that. 
We've embraced it and made it our own. And God's saying today, let go of those things. They're holding you back from truly moving forward in God. Here's a question to you right now. What are you holding on to you? What are you holding on to that is preventing you from truly moving forward in life? What are you holding on to that is preventing you from truly moving forward in life? We know this, but I'm gonna say it. Letting go is a choice. It has to be a choice. Somebody is amening me big time over there. Letting go is a choice. And I just wanna declare this over all of us. With the help of the Holy Spirit, Truly, with his help and with some serious intentionality, you and I can let go of things that are holding us back so we can truly move forward into 2022. Amen? I mean, we can. There was a quote. Pastor Stephen Furtick said this. Man, the memory of it came back to me. He says this. The process of growing in God is the process of releasing something in order to receive something. Now, leave that on the screen for a second so we can kind of process this process statement, all right? The process of growing in God. Somebody say growing. Growing. Come on, we're all supposed to be growing in God. You're never going backwards. God wants you to move forward. That's his will. The process of growing in God is the process of releasing something, letting it go so that you can receive something. We got to let it go so we can receive the new that God wants to do. But a lot of times we're holding on to, for whatever reason, maybe pain, maybe it's all we know, fear, I don't know, but we hold on to it, I hold on to it, instead of letting go and embracing the new of God. And church, I just want to tell you, God wants to do something new in your life in 22. I'm just declaring that prophetically over you. God wants to do something new in your life in 2022, amen? And that means we need to release some things, let go of some things so we can receive and move forward into the new of God. Amen? Give you a scripture. I told you we're going to be in Isaiah 43. Look down at verse 18 and 19. We're going to kind of bounce all over 43. I encourage you maybe later tonight, just read the whole chapter. It's amazing. But God is saying in in Isaiah, the verses before I read this, he's like bragging on all the great things. And of course, he can brag all day long. He's bragging on all these great things he did. But then he says this, it's almost humorous. He says, but forget all that. It is nothing compared to what I'm going to do. For I am about to do something, say it with me, new. One more time, for I am about to do something new. See, I have already begun. Do you not perceive it? Do you not see it? I will make a pathway through the wilderness. I will create rivers in dry wasteland. Man, all of that is completely supernatural. Rivers are not found in deserts. Pathways are not found in wildernesses, but our God will make a way. He's the only one that can make a way. And so we gotta recognize and understand that when we release things to God, God gives us new things. Pastor Mo says this all the time as a, as a friend he's become to me. He says, when we say yes to God, we're saying no to something else. When we say yes to God, we're saying no to something else. When I'm letting go of something, I'm saying yes to God, and I'm saying, God, whatever you have for me, my family, for this year, I want it. If it's you, I want it. If it's not, I don't want it. Amen? We got this graphic here, simple graphic of 21, 22. 
And this whole thing of, of moving forward, crossing over into the new year. And this whole let go, and, and we're going to leave this up here so you get this picture. I'm about to give you three things that we need to let go of. But we've got to recognize and understand God wants us to move forward into the new year. And here's what we know. As we go there with God, a lot of people, when they go into New Year's, they just keep repeating the same old, same old because it's all they know. That's why we got to let go. We got to let go and embrace all that he wants to do in this year. I have no idea what all he's going to do, but I trust him. And if it's him, I want him and I want it. Amen. And so we've got to be a people that cross over because great ideas, changes and resolutions, they, they don't. They don't end with the things that are eternal in our hearts. It's great about making a year better, but it's truly, Lord, change my life. Make me be all that you want me to be. And for that to happen, we've got to be able to let go. Before I give you the three points, I, I couldn't help, when we were talking about this message before Christmas, I couldn't help but think about the children of Israel. I find myself going back there a lot because sadly, sometimes I feel like I am the children of Israel. I can complain. I can, I can grumble if I'm honest with myself about things. The children of Israel, I want you to think about this. The children of Israel were in slavery for 400 years, four centuries. And then finally, Moses comes on the scene and there's an incredible supernatural exodus. They say that somewhere between 600,000 and a million people. And they're all leaving, uh, leaving Egypt. And literally, church, listen to me, it was only supposed to take them 11 days to get to their promised land. But sadly, it took them 40 stinking years. What in the world was happening? Somebody's GPS was taking them way off the course there. What we've got to recognize and understand is that the whole thing of moving forward with God, God has a destination and he has steps he wants us to go. But Israel, because of literally their disobedience and their unbelief, and they would not let go of their slavery mindset, it took them 40 years. And listen to me, church, sadly, the mamas and papas didn't make it. The Bible talks about that it was truly the sons and the daughters, the grandkids. They were the ones as they grew up. A whole generation died off. Now, what in the world? What happened? They refuse to let go. You remember that, you know the story enough. Even as God did all the miracles right in front of their face, they kept talking about the good old days in slavery in Egypt. They didn't even realize that they were free. Everything they had heard about, all the stories, they're actually doing it, and yet they're talking about the grapes they used to have in Egypt. And actually, they're pointing their finger at God, even though he was providing for them supernaturally every day, they're like, you're not good enough. We want to go back. They refuse to let go of their slavery mindset, and they would not embrace the true God-given destiny. Are you with me this morning? The whole thing is we got to remember God's plan for Israel was to get to their promised land in days, not decades. We got to let go, church. I'm, I'm encouraging. I'm going to use a, a old Bible word. I beseech you. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm encouraging you. I'm begging you. I'm telling myself. I've had this message in me for two weeks now, just been pondering and chewing on and just saying, God, there's some things. I know what they are. Me and Lisa, we're talking about. I'm letting them go. 
They're going to hold me back. I will not go into a new year with these things because they're not you. And if it's not you, I don't want it. So we got to understand and recognize God wants us to move forward. One more question for you as we're drilling down a little deeper. Are you still with me, 11 a.m.? All right. Question for you if you're taking notes or if you just need to ponder this. What's going on in my life right now that could be holding me back from what God wants to do with me? Those words there are on purpose. What is going on in my life right now that could be holding me back from what God wants to do in my life or God wants to do with me in 2022? Why do I say with me? Because did you know that God wants to partner with you? We are his hands. We are his feet. God wants to do great things in you and through you. He wants to partner with you. That's the whole thing about emancipating greatness. This whole past year was about the greatness of God being emancipated in you. Pastor Johnson's going to start a new series next week as we go into this year about God emancipating his greatness through you into the world around you. And so we've got to make sure, oh God, what's holding me back? What are some things I need to let go of? I want to give you three things very quickly. Three things, all right? Three things that we need to let go of. There could be more. I want to give you three things. And I'm going to use an illustration. Thank you, sir. First one you want to let go of. You want to let go of your sins. Let go of your sins. Well, Pastor Chris, oh, sorry, it's kind of heavy. Pastor Chris, uh, we're all sinners saved by grace. Yes, we are. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the secret sins. I'm talking about the sin that so easily entangles. I'm talking about the sin that trips us up. We got to let go of that thing. It's holding you back. It's holding us back. We got to let go of the secret sins. By the way, there is no secret sins, to be honest. God knows what they are. And he loves you, even though you got some secrecy going on. And he wants to help you let go of that thing that you have made normal in your mind or in your heart. Maybe even in 2021, and it can happen to any of us, that we get so overwhelmed with things going on, we start feeding ourselves on things that we conquered years ago. But there's no justification for it. It's sin. And we've been carrying it too long. And we cannot cross over with the sins, the secret sins, the sins that so easily trip us up. We got to let it go. Somebody say, let it go. go. Scripture right here for you. Hebrews 12, right here on the screen. says this. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, let us strip off every weight that slows us down. Come on, God's called you to be a runner. Let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up. And let us run with endurance the race God has set before us. How do we do that? We do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus. And we'll say it again. We do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiates and perfects our faith. Back to the children of Israel real quick. Moses is dead. Joshua is now the leader. And they're about to cross the Jordan River. Supernatural, by the way, the way they crossed it. But before they, they could have just gone right in. 
Joshua gave them some serious vital instructions. He says this right here on the screen. He said, sanctify yourselves for tomorrow the Lord will do wonders among you. Sanctify means to free yourself from sin, to purify yourself. Hey, Victor Hamilton Mill, how about this? How about we consecrate our hearts before God? What does that mean, consecrate? To set yourself aside and apart for divine purposes in your life, that we would consecrate ourselves before God. We would purify ourselves. We would throw away, not just let go. We would throw away the sin that we keep justifying, that we keep playing with, that no one knows but us and God, and we call it what it is, sin. And we say, God, forgive me. I repent of this thing. I'm tired of hanging on to it. I let it go. I'm giving it to you. I'm calling it what it is, sin. I don't want it anymore. Amen? Well, I'll tell you what, sanctification, consecration, it's easy to do when you go into prayer and fasting. You're giving it up. You may be starving that thing, whatever it is, and you're going there with God, and God just does a good old house cleaning. It's so good. Number two, very quickly, we said the first one was let go of your sins. The second one can be a little more painful. It's letting go of your past. Letting go of your past. Our past. Oh, man, this is a difficult one. And it can be quite heavy. We, we try our best to, to carry it in our life, and God doesn't want you to carry it. I'm not speaking of the good things, the good memories, the great stories, all the great things, God. You want to carry those things. But the things that are not of God, the pain, letting go of the past mistakes and failures. Maybe you're like me. You can be easily to beat yourself up over those things. The enemy would come in and remind you of your past mistakes and failures, broken dreams, broken marriages, attempted things that didn't work out failed attempts, past painful seasons in your life. We've all got a past. Some things we love talking about and the other things we don't want to talk about, but we're still hanging on to them. Church, when I think about the past, I can't help but think about Paul. Paul had himself a past. If you know anything about Paul, who was Saul, theologians told us, tell us that he killed possibly hundreds of Christians or had Christians killed by others. Do you think that man maybe late at night dealt with some stuff where the enemy would come in and remind him of his past? Just remind him, do you know what you did? Do you know what you did? And Paul's just like, oh my gosh. But here's what we know about Paul. Paul recognized because not only did he have an encounter with God, he had a relationship with Jesus Christ and he knew enough that his past did not dictate who he was now that he was a new creation in Christ. He knew that the old is gone, come on, and the new has come. He said this, let me try to get this up here. He said this in Philippians chapter three, right here on the screen. He said, I don't mean to say that I've already achieved these things or that I've already reached perfection, but I press on. Somebody say press on but I press on to possess the perfection for which Christ Jesus first possessed me. No, dear brothers and sisters, so he's talking to the church, I have not achieved it, but I focus on this one thing. Come on, say it with me. Forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. Oh my goodness. Forgetting the past 
and looking forward to what lies ahead. I press on, he says it again, to reach the end of the race. See, you're a runner. And receive the heavenly prize for which God, through Christ Jesus, is calling us. See, some of us with this past thing here, the reason it's a biggie is because God's forgiven us. And not only has forgiven us, he's forgot it, but we haven't. And we hold on to it. And just have a hard time forgiving ourselves for letting others down. Maybe letting ourselves down. I've been there, done that. We were talking in the 9 a.m. that, have you ever noticed, like, you could be mowing grass, you could be in the shower, you could be shaving, you could be on your ride to work, and all of a sudden, long time ago, past memories fly in your head. Anybody had that experience before, or is there something sick and wrong with me? All right, good, I'm, no, I'm not alone. Can I tell you what? That is demonic. The enemy is trying to get you to go back. He's bringing up those memories. Have you noticed the enemy never brings up the God victories in your life? He doesn't bring up the good stuff. He brings up memories. I mean, literally, I'm shaving the other day, just shaving, getting it all ready to come to church. And this memory of me in my teenage years. And I'm like, what? And if I would have gone there in my mind, I'd have gone to places that I God doesn't want me to go because it's already been forgiven. And by the way, your past has already been redeemed because of the blood of Jesus. That's not who I am. So like Paul, we can say, because Paul was visited. I just know Paul was a human. We don't see this in scripture, but he was a human being. And the enemy hit him just like he hit us. Oh, you're writing letters to the church. Who do you think you are? You killed the church. You killed your uh, Christian killer. All these things. And Paul would say, I just see it. I hear it in my heart, laying in the bed. No, that's who I was. That's not who I am. I'm a new creation in Christ. The old is gone. The new has come. That's not who I am. Number three, before we get ready to close, we've let go of our sins. We let go of our past. And finally, and this can be a biggie, we let go, come on, say it with me, of our, our fears. Never before, and I'm 50, so I haven't seen everything, but never before have I felt such anxiety, rightfully so, and fear and worry in this world and in the church. I was telling a friend the other day that it, there's so much fear, and let me tell you, it jumps on me here and there, no doubt. I am not Superman. I am not impervious to all that stuff. Literally, it can jump on any of us at any time if we let it. But God says, I've not given you a spirit of, but a power, love, and a, come on, say it with me, a sound mind. But our minds are like, oh my gosh, what's gonna happen? When is this going to end? What's going to be the new norm? What, what's going to happen here? We cannot get caught up in all those things. Scenarios, what ifs, the fears of tomorrow, the fears of the unknown, the fear of this, the fear of that. That is not God, but fear is the number one tactic of the enemy to cripple us and to paralyze us so that we cannot cross over and move forward in the Lord in 2022. Oh, I'm already over here because it's January 2nd. But you can move calendar-wise and still not be moving forward in God. Fear will cripple us. It's a lie of the enemy. 
We got to address it. That's why when Joshua went into the prom, right before he went to the promised land, God pulled him aside and he said these words, and somebody needs to hear this today. He said, have I not commanded you? Come on, say it with me. Be strong and? Thank you, babe. Be strong and? Be strong and courageous. That's what God is saying to us today. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you will go. He said it to Joshua and he says it to us today. Do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. I'm speaking to your spirit man right now. Do not be afraid. Pastor Chris, this, that, I know. I, again, I, I can't even watch all the news anymore. I, I turn it on real quick just so I know how to pray what's going on. Okay, okay, okay. You know, I get off. Because if you stay on too long, you're like, oh my gosh. Am I lying? I mean, it's crazy. So it's a quick mm-mm, out, you know, literally. Just so I know how to pray for our nation and our world. Fear, it just jump on you. But God has called us to be people of faith. And what faith means is I trust you. I choose you. And you got me, and you got mine, and you got our family, and you got the church. You haven't slipped off the throne. You're here, and you're with us, and you've given me power, love, and a sound mind. And I want to close out with this verse. Back at Isaiah 43, verse 2, verse 1, he's literally saying, do not be afraid, but I want to end on this. Man, some people need to hear this today. I needed to hear this the other day when I was studying. He says this, when, somebody say when. Not if, when you go through deep waters, the Lord says to Victory Hamilton Mill, those who are watching online, when you go through deep waters, I will be with you. When you go through rivers of difficulty, somebody needs to hear this so bad, you will not drown. When you walk through the fire of oppression, that word there, pressure, when you walk through the fire of oppression, you will not be burned up. The flames will not consume you. So what do we do with these? I said three things. Maybe God has shown you something different in your life. We got to get rid of them. We got to let them go. We cannot carry these things into 2022. They will hold us back. How do we do that? Well, first off, we repent of any of these things in our life. I repent of them. Letting fear rule my heart. Again, not in denial, but faith. God, I can't do this without the help of your Holy Spirit. Do you know those scriptures say many times, ask the Holy Spirit for help. He will help us. He is our helper. Help me, Lord. And he will. I surrender these things to you. And I fix my eyes on Jesus. I'm letting go. Somebody say, letting go. I'm letting go of the fear. I'm letting go of the past. I'm letting go of the sins. And I'm giving it to you. I'm surrendering to you, Lord. And I'm telling you, listen to me, Hamilton Mills. We get ready to take communion and close out. As you let it go and release it to God, you call it what it is, you'll feel a fresh wind come behind you. You'll feel your runner legs come back. Some of you need to get your running shoes ready because God's going to begin to move you like you've never moved before because there's going to be a fresh wind of his spirit behind you. You're going to be running with the wind behind your sails, moving forward into 2022, pursuing him with everything within you. And it all starts letting go. Let's pray.
Father, we thank you for this time as we prepare our hearts now for communion. We let go of all these things, God, but we hold on to you and we remember what you did, Jesus, on the cross. By your stripes, we are healed. That because you died for us, we can live for you. And because you rose from the dead, we are victorious. We even fight from a place of victory. And so we thank you, Jesus. And we praise your holy name.